0: This is Blooming Transformations with your host, Laura Kassoff. Welcome to Blooming Transformations. I'm Laura Kassoff, and today's guest is a fabulous woman. I'm so pleased to have the chance to talk with her and learn from her today. See Akua right? of Sacred Women Temple, is an international energy medicine practitioner and educator of holistic therapies. It is her mission to help women and to educate the community on ancient healing methods to support themselves, their family, and friends. She offers virtual sessions, holistic health classes to small groups, and speaks regularly on the benefits of self-care. Welcome, Akua. Oh, thank you so much, Laura. You describe yourself as a holistic health doula. Please tell us about what you do and how you came to do this work. Thank you for asking that question. I heard the term
1: doula a few years ago. It had been used so widely that I didn't know the true definition. I thought it was only in midwifery. Then when I looked up the word, it said a woman who serves. I said, I have been in service of women since I owned my nail salon on Hilton Head uh, back in the 80s. My entire population was basically women. For 20 years, I serviced women in the way of manicure, pedicures, teaching, and so on. So I took that particular title and transformed it from being in service in that area to taking it to being in service as a holistic health practitioner.
0: Terrific. And you shared with me that you're a sixth generation South Carolina root worker. Would you tell us more about that?
1: <laughs> There's 13 of us. My mother has 13 children. I am the fourth child that was birthed by the midwife root doctor in the community. Gullah Geechee is an ethnic group of our people coming from the West African coast, coming across from the Caribbean and up to Charleston. So a lot of the enslaved ancestors that are in my lineage come from that particular area. We are a distinct group of people who are from the Jacksonville, North Carolina, all the way down to Jacksonville, Florida, along the coast. We are called the Sea Island people. I am proud to be sixth generation South Carolina Gullah Geechee woman and to be birthed by the root woman and midwife of the Yamasee community and to have her as my guide going into this holistic practice.
0: Wow. Now you have training and experience in energy medicine, healing touch, acupressure and essential oils, in addition to being a certified massage therapist. So how do you integrate these modalities when you work? The body is phenomenal. I
1: wasn't even aware that as a manicurist and a pedicurist that I was actually in an individual's energy field the entire time. It wasn't until I closed my business and went back to school at 50 to become a massage therapist so I can have the accreditation to be able to do that on a full scale that I realized that all those 20 years I had been working and doing energy work anyway. And I just needed another platform to do the massage therapy. After six years of doing that, then going and finding energy medicine and doing that full time. So it's phenomenal that when the midwife, when I met her in my twenties, let me know that I had five spiritual gifts. One of them was the gift of healing and that my hands were my gift. Mm -hmm. So everything that I listed here, I am utilizing my hands and using my spirit guides to be able to perform the work that I do.
0: Amazing. One of your specialties is acupressure. What has been your journey with this method of healing?
1: Well, that was one of the coolest things When I owned my nail salon, I used to get massages from a beautiful man on Hilton Head that would help me with my migraines. And I would let Henry know that Henry, you must teach me how to relieve my pain within the first three to five minutes, because after that, then I'm done. I have to close the shop, come to you. Hopefully, you have an opening to be able to bring me back to normal. So one day, he showed me on my hand where my G. Joe's acupressure point was to relieve my pain. I had to have someone else in the shop to do it on me so that I could be able to breathe and it worked within three to five minutes. I was amazed that I didn't have to take headache powder or ginger ale or go and lay down for a few minutes. I was able to go back to my client and function for the rest of the day. 20 years later, I applied to the only G. Joe acupressure school that was in practice here in North Carolina, as a matter of fact, by Barbara Blate. And her husband had passed on a few years before, and she was about to close the school and retire and move to Hawaii. When I applied for the class, she had to gather up the tools and supplies for me, come up with the book, the workbook, everything. And she says, how long do you think it would take you to finish this course? Because I need to move to Hawaii in six months. Within that time frame, less than that time frame, I was able to finish the course She grayed my paper, and she gave me a beautiful letter of recommendation based on the fact that I had been working and living and utilizing acupressure on myself, and I was able to take the course and pass with flying colors because of my application of that particular practice.
0: Beautiful. In your work with energy medicine, you do long-distance treatments. I've been working with Reiki for about 25 years and also do distance treatments, So I understand it intuitively from the experience. If someone wants a scientific explanation, I try to describe it in terms of quantum physics as the transmitting of energy. Would you provide an explanation from your perspective on the process of distance healing? Laura, I get that question too. And there's a lot of hesitation So I recognize
1: their hesitancy when they can't figure out how you're supposed to do this from where you're sitting. You're in another state or you're in another room and you're not physically putting your hands on an individual. While I was going through my certification for energy medicine, I came across a book called Spiritual Healing, Energy Medicine for Health and Well-Being by Jack Angelo. It answered that question for me. Plus, one of my elders wrote a letter of recommendation for me when I was going through my certification with this energy medicine that said that she put it in the best form. That is like prayer. She says, when you ask someone to pray, you're in one place, they're in another. But you're ex- Expecting them to get the word to the masters or whoever needs to have it to bring it to me for me to get the results that I am seeking. And that was one way. However, this was another way in this book. The important thing of a healer is to say yes at being an instrument for healing. That is what we do. We are saying yes to whoever you call on to use me as an instrument of healing to the individual who needs this. They say that everyone has different gifts. Some people have the gift of healing. The way I take it is not necessarily always being in the presence and being able to lay your hand on them. We are doing the same things as energy practitioners today. And especially now during this 18 months of pandemic, we can't even go to the client,
0: but they still need us more than ever now. Yeah, and the way that I sometimes describe it to people is if you think of a radio tower or a television tower, we don't see the waves, or think of Wi Fi. We get the results on the screen or on the radio, but we don't see the waves that are being transmitted. Anyone who's experienced a distance treatment may say, Wow, I didn't think that was going to work, but I felt it. And when I go over with someone after the treatment, all that I sense that may have been out of balance and how I worked on it. And they'll say, that's exactly what I was experiencing during the treatment. So it's really powerful to have that experience, even if we don't understand the exact logistics of it. If you think about the fax
1: machine when it first came out and you're putting a piece of paper in and it was coming out of a fax machine across the waters. And it was like, how is that even possible?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a great example. I've been fascinated with the topic of women as healers, and I was reading about the history of female practitioners of the healing arts dating back to ancient Egypt with Isis and the healing priestesses of her temple, Greece with Athena and others, Rome and Ireland with St. Bridget. Mm During Mm -hmm. the medieval times, women were then becoming more excluded from the healing professions. And then in the 1800s, started entering the medical profession, medical schools, and, and working in hospitals and health facilities. Now, approximately half of all medical students are women. What are your thoughts on where we are today in terms of the role of women in healing?
1: I believe that it's going to be imperative that more of the population of physicians should be women when it comes to working with women because our anatomy is different and our psyche is different. So when you're looking at the population of the medical profession, there should be more women in the field to take care of the sensitive needs of the female population. So, that a lot of the things that really need to be dealt with, a woman will feel compelled or safe enough to speak on that matter, knowing in those few minutes that you have in that office or over the phone that the other individual will know what she's speaking of and probably has experienced it herself and could be able to either prescribe or give an alternative method that can be facilitate the healing that is necessary.
0: And in addition to mainstream medicine, what are your thoughts on how women and all people can access and connect more with natural forms of healing?
1: I believe that that is still a tribal entity because when you have the Indian women, they still come together in the hut and they still bring the girls in so that they can have a rites of passage from getting ready to go from puberty into a womanhood. We have to go back into our culture and get back to those particular gatherings of the women in the red tent where they come together. Even after the birth of a child, there's a sister in the community or in the tribe that stays with that mother for six weeks And tends to her and takes care of her so that she can nurse this newborn. Then, after the six weeks, they have this beautiful ceremony where the child is introduced to the tribe. We've got to go back to our culture and get those healing art to be able to pass down to a younger generation that is not aware of them. In my travels, those are the things that I want to participate in, whether you go to Morocco or go to Africa or go to Pakistan or go to. India, that we as women collectively come back and take care of us as the healers and the nurturers of this planet.
0: There's so much wisdom that we can learn from. Exactly. I was was reading a quote by Hippocrates that the natural healing force within each of us is the greatest force in getting well. Is that the basis of natural remedies and natural healing, in your opinion? I believe so, because no one knows you better than you. Mm -hmm. You can walk in and sit
1: down and have five minutes with a doctor, but you have been with your body 30 years, 40 years, 60 years. And you know when something isn't right. You may not always act on it, but you know you better than anyone else. Listen to your body. Your body is your best doctor.
0: Yeah, it sounds like your work is similar in scope to the naturopathic model of wellness that focuses on the body's natural ability to heal itself and basically it's by removing anything that's blocking the body's ability to correct itself and adding in any positive factors that will support this natural capacity so in other words not treating a disease but rather supporting healing exactly is that your philosophy as well almost certainly Okay. Almost certainly, yes. It's so important that we are our own advocates, that we listen to our bodies, that we make changes and adjustments. It's not just about taking a medicine or having some sort of magic answer, but really how we live our lives and how we make decisions based on what we need as we continue to grow and evolve and shift and and see what we need um, Exactly. in, in all areas of our lives. How can our listeners incorporate healing into their daily lives? We've certainly had some limitations with COVID, or maybe people think about going to a spa or a retreat, but there's time and cost involved. So, what are some ways that people can incorporate healing into their daily lives?
1: I'm so grateful that you asked that question because in this time. We are so busy taking care of everyone. Just like on the airline, they say, put on your mask first before helping others. You must put your self-care first and prioritize time alone. Turning off the television, turning off the phone, just take maybe the first half of the day after the children are off to school, if they are leaving for school at this point, and take a day just for you. You must create your own Sacred space. If you can bring together a group of women, no more than maybe three, in your space with you, or you go with them, collectively, the more positive energy in the room, you're raising the vibration. When you have a low vibration, that's where sickness and disease comes in and manifest. But when you raise your vibration, whether it's a smile, whether it's a hug, whether it's good food that you're ingesting, whether it's good music that you're listening to, whether it's good conversation, positive conversation, the community as a whole can come together. Then you come in, raise your vibration. Just being able to have that sacred space together to be able to raise your vibration is so imperative now. And you don't have to spend any money. You can just bring what you have from your house. Hot water is already there you bring your teas, you bring your herbs, you make your own sacred space, and you include your sacred sisters with you for you to sit down and have uplifting conversations, uplifting music, raise the vibration, bring your candles, bring your incense, make your space a retreat. Anyone and everyone can do this. Then you go off at the end of the day, then you're the mom that everyone needs, you're the the wife that everyone needs, you're the sister that everyone is depending on. And you have been able to do that, not spending any money, but staying in an environment with women. We must be able to get back into community and come together so you can have someone that you can feel safe with. It is imperative now that we reach out and touch more than ever those who may be isolated, and not wanting to be, but don't know how to reach out. And so it is just creating a sacred space with one or two and come together and be that support back to back. When you can lean against someone
0: and you know they got you, then you can move forward. Wonderful. And do you have any final thoughts on the process of healing, the mindset that people can have in terms of thinking about their own healing and taking care of themselves in addition to what you've already shared? You're not alone. There are so many women who are out there, who have been
1: in, in your shoes, who are in your shoes now, young and old. Seek them out, There's an elderly neighbor in your neighborhood or the college student that could utilize some guidance. Come together as three generations. You may not be all of the same lineage, but you come together as a unit and take the wisdom. Sometimes the college student has more wisdom than the elder. We need all of that energy. We need all of it from every area. Don't discount the young and don't discard the old.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: all are the elderly. We need all of us to be able to navigate this world as we go forward. We're all precious and our wisdom is so needed today.
0: Beautifully said. You can learn more about Akua's work on her website, sacredwomentemple.com where you can also access her free one-page PDF on taking care of pain with acupressure. You can go to her contact page and input your information. She offers virtual sessions and distance healing. I will include this link on my podcast page on Buzzsprout and also with the podcast listings on my website. Akua, thank you very much for being part of this conversation today and sharing your knowledge, experience, and deep wisdom. You are inspiring and you're doing beautiful work that brings so much healing and light to the world. So thank you very much. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you very much for listening. This is Laura Kossoff. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, bloominglifepossibilities.com.